All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, so if this is the first time you're here, welcome. Welcome to Coin Church. Uh, my name is Sammy, and, and uh, we're just we're uh, we're getting really excited to see what God is doing. We've been doing this for a couple of months now, and it's it's so incredibly important to remind yourselves and to remind myself that like this is the house of God. This is like where God is moving. This is where God speaks to you. This is where God wants to remind you that His His house is honored, and so we get to come. We get to honor His house, and I'm just so incredibly privilege to, to be able to come up here and, and share a message. With, I was with a team, and I was talking, um, and I was like, you know what? I think it's time to, like, let some other people talk, and they're like, no, 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 not yet. Like, you know, we, 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 we want you to continue to talk and to share, and, and, and I want to, sh- like, say this from the bottom of my heart. Like, this is a privilege and an honor for me to come and be able to share. I don't take this lightly. I really don't, and there's There's a lot of people in this room, there's people on the team that can come up here and share a powerful word because I I know who they are and I know their character. We're really big with character here. We we believe that character is so important, that the posture to which you live your life. And so we're gonna go on this journey and we've titled, I've titled this this series, What's Next? What's Next? And um, I wanna encourage you with something. I was thinking about this and I was talking to Kelly, I was like, you know the, the more that I get to come up here and speak, sometimes I feel like I'm a little timid. Sometimes I feel like I'm not loose enough. But like just my normal self, I'm like super extroverted. And I get like really excited and I like, I'm like hopping all over the room. And when I'm like really going and I got my coffee on, I just, I let it all out. And, and honestly, that's just who I am. And I bring that up to say, like, I don't want to be a church that's just super silent and just quiet, and, and it's just kind of like staring at me, because sometimes I feel like I say things, and you guys are just staring, so I want to encourage you, like, it's okay, like, take a deep breath, you're in church, I know, but we love you here, like, you're loved, God's got a plan and a purpose for your life, we're going to talk about what's next, and I want you to get excited about sometimes, please, please, don't clap just because I say amen, but like be okay to like respond to whatever I have to say. Be okay to be excited. I want to have, you know, the, the, the vibe and the culture of something. Yeah, come on, Nelson. You know, I, I love this about, um, about Cana Brew. Who here goes to Cana Brew Coffee? Come on. Cana Brew, Cana Brew. And I, what I love about that place, if I'm being honest, is like you step in and there's just, we, we, some people say there's a vibe right? There's a certain vibe. And that's another way to say it is there's a culture. There's a culture that was established within that coffee shop. And what I love about it, it's, it's welcoming. It's, it's, it's a place to just kind of go and to relax. And you can talk to your friends and you can start studying. You can be really creative, but you're welcomed there. And, in, and it's the same thing about wherever you're at, in a classroom, at a school, at your home, there's a certain type of vibe, that we as humans get to establish. God has allowed us to create cultures, to create something for the future. And I want to remind you, that is why we exist as a church. We are called to create a culture of freedom, of love, to remind people that the empty seats in this room should be filled because people should be reminded that they are cared for, that God has a plan and a purpose for their life, and that should get us excited. There might be people in this room and your, your family, maybe they don't know Jesus and they're on this journey and so we ask ourselves, well, what's next? What does that look like then? 
How do, we, how do we start this? There might be people in this room and you're like, I've given my life to Jesus. And I want to know, like, what is that next step? I propose that every person in this room, it doesn't matter how long you've known Jesus, doesn't, doesn't matter if you're in here and you're like, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even really believe in God. You have a next step in your life. So we're gonna go through this. And I got a lot of material. I'm not lying. There's like five notes and I don't wanna like stay here too long, but I wanna really explain to you the power of knowing your purpose. If I could take you on a journey, has anyone here been on a tour guide? A tour guide? And you're like, you're on a tour guide and there's like, sometimes there's a driver and you're going through like certain streets, maybe in San Francisco, you're going on a tour. Even in Newport Beach, they do that with all the people coming from around the world. And sometimes there's a guy in the car driving and then there's the one with the microphone. I'm just the guy with the microphone. I don't really, like I know kind of where we're going, but the driver really knows the streets and the driver's God. And we're on a, a journey together. We're, we're going on a journey, okay? And I want to take you through what I believe is four steps of a human's, uh, a, a believer's lives that can take you to the next level. And so it's really important, it's imperative that every person has a dream. Could you, could you be honest and say you have a dream in this room? Some, some of you might say, you know, I don't, I don't really have a dream. I don't really know what's next for me. I, I don't even know what's a year out for me. I, I'm like that type of person that I, I literally am like five years out in my brain. And sometimes Kelly's like, okay, slow down. Like we haven't even done this and you're already on step 10. But I, I'm like always dreaming and envisioning and planning and thinking through. The scripture says this. Let's see what the, the Bible says. In Proverbs 29, verse 18, it says, where there is no, what does that say? Where there is no vision, the people perish. That actually terrifies me. What that is saying is everyone's got to have a vision. You got to have a vision. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian. It doesn't matter if you can't stand God. It, let's just, we're just humans, right? As a human being, the way that God has created us, the way that he's made us established here on earth, he's called us to have a vision. A vision, a vision. There's another translation that says this. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. You know what's interesting is you might know somebody in your life or maybe, maybe this is you and that's okay. Where like you wake up in the morning and you just like dread going to work or you dread going to do what you need to do and it's just like you're, you're downcast, you're bummed out on life and if we were to have a conversation, if we were to go get coffee and we were to talk about life and we were to like start pulling away the scabs or the scars or the pain. And if you were to be like, you know, I don't even, I don't even have a vision. Well, I, I really do believe that without a vision, the scripture literally says we will perish. We will, we will get destroyed because we need to know, we got a plan, we got to know what's next for our lives. And then there's, there's restraint, there's literally laziness that could come with it. The scripture says in Proverbs 29, here's another translation. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble. Like, so first step, what is God doing? Know that God is doing something in your life. Know that God has a plan and a purpose. Know that God has a dream for you. And so it's imperative that we understand and we realize and we know that, okay, God is up to something. I got to find out what God's up to. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. 
But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. You know what's, I like to say this, revelation is, is a really interesting understanding. That word revelation, to reveal something to you, I truly believe that. We're on like this journey, we're climbing. I like to think of it like this, like true revelation, it doesn't happen until you're at a point where you can't get any higher. The only way you can get higher, if we're all climbing a mountain, and it's like, man, this is hard. And oh, I went to church and I got that scripture. I never heard about that. I didn't know about relation. I didn't know what God said about, about marriage. I didn't know what God said about sex. Okay, I'm learning and I'm understanding and I'm growing. Oh, there's, I gotta have a vision. Okay, and then you wanna get to the top of the mountain. You wanna get on top, but you can't, it's too far. Way too far, it's way too hard. And it almost seems as if it's impossible to get on top of the mountain. And I believe that the only way you can get to the top is with true revelation that can only come from God. You might be in this room and you're like, you know what, Sammy? I don't believe in the Bible, I can't stand God. I don't believe in this whole faith thing. And I'd say, that's all right, keep coming, we love you. We love you anyway. Side note, Jesus is madly in love with you. He loves you so much. It doesn't matter. In fact, he loves you so much, he he knew what you did last night. He still loves you. He knew what you did last week. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you think about other people, and he still loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life, and so it's so important that this revelation comes from God, and so we, we get this understanding that, okay, God wants me to have a vision. God's got something for my life. What is it? I gotta figure it out. The Psalm says this, you will show me the way of life. That, there it is, the way of life. I don't know about you, but I wanna know what the way of life is. I wanna know why I'm here on earth. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy the joy, the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. When you begin to find who you are, when you begin to realize that you can make a difference in this world, in your circle, in other people's circles, in your life, there is this joy that will come over you. Some of you might say, you know, I'm really depressed. And I would, say, I would propose, do you have a vision for your life? Is there something that wakes you up in the morning that you can't stop thinking about, you can't stop dreaming about, and the only way to accomplish it is not on your own might, but with God. And God will give you a vision. He will give you a plan. He will give you a purpose. You just gotta realize he wants you to have the way. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have a life. And I truly believe when we realize that that's what God wants for us, we begin to live with purpose. John 10.10 10 says this. Here's, here's the opponent. Here's the thief. The, the scriptures allude to Satan, uh, to the adversary, the one that can, will come against us, the ones that cannot stand you, the one that wants your life. Satan himself, right? It says this. The thief, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus said, I have come. That they, that you may have life and have it to the full. So what, what Jesus is saying is, I, I don't want you to just have life. I don't want you to just go through like the mundane life and, and, and it's just like, oh, just another day. And I got to just wake up and I just got to keep on going. And man, I just can't wait for the weekend because that's when it all really happens for me. 
and there's no purpose. There's no vision. There's no plan. You're not dreaming and you've given up. And so then there's this void in your life. And I truly believe this, that God, God himself created every human being with a void in their heart. And the only one that can fill that void is Jesus. The only one that can match that, it's, it's this missing link, this missing, missing puzzle piece. And it's Jesus who when you allow him into your life, when you're like, you know what? I want to do things different. I'm tired of living the way that I'm living. I'm tired of not knowing what's next. I'm tired of feeling as though I'm a hamster running and running and running and running and there's no progress. I got a phone call last night from a, a really close um, friend of mine. And, and I've known this individual for a really long time. I was actually working on this message. I was like fine-tuning this message and I get this, this call. Isn't it, isn't it frustrating sometimes when you get a call when you're like trying to do something really important and it's like you get derailed? And it's like, that's really important too. But like what you're focusing on is really important. I'm like, okay. And they called and then they called again. I was like, all right, I, gotta, I haven't talked to this person in a long time. So I, I picked up the phone and they were, they were incredibly drunk. Sammy, I, I feel like, like I've ruined my life. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I, I, I feel like everyone, all my, 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 my siblings, everyone around me has done so much in life and I, I haven't done anything. And I literally feel like a failure. I feel like I've done nothing and I know what it, and I'm like, okay, well, wh what do you think it is? Let's be practical. Sometimes we can be so spiritual and it's like, okay, let's pray, let's pray. And I'm like, hold on here, like, let's be practical. What, what got you to this place? And they're like, I... I'm an alcoholic. I can't stop drinking. I have to go to it. It's like, it's what makes me feel like I have something. And it, it like, all of the pain that I have is just, this, he literally said, all the pain that I have, it just kind of makes it go away. And we were on the phone for, I kid you not, two and a half hours. And I had to continually remind my friend, no, God has a plan for you. God has purpose for you, but you gotta have a vision. It doesn't sound like you have a vision. It doesn't sound like you have anything worth waking up in the morning and, and pursuing. And so we talk through the practicality of what that looks like. And, and we were both reminded because this, this friend of mine grew up in the church and he said, I know Satan hates me. And I'm like, you're right. He hates you. And I kid you not. And I, I don't say this to, to sound over spiritual, but I truly believe when you begin to allow Jesus be really close to your life, he speaks to you. The scripture says that he leaves us an someone, an advocate, someone that's right next to us, the, the Holy Spirit, the, someone that will speak to us in a quiet, small, still voice. And I could sense the Holy Spirit almost remind me of these, these, these really painful, ending life type of thoughts. And I said, hey, hey, hold on, hold on. We got to talk about this. You know, you know the thief, right? He wants to come and steal, kill, and destroy your life. So he will tell you that you're, you haven't done anything. He will tell you you're not good as, as your other siblings. He will tell you you haven't amounted to anything. You haven't done anything in your life. And there's voices in your head. And you, I have to remind you that that's not what God says about you. So here, here, here are the four things that I truly believe this, this can really help you. And it's going to be up on the screen. It's, it's four things that I believe is really essential. It's, it's, and we're going to start from the end, by the way. We're going to start from the end, and we're going to make our way to the top. Because I truly believe if we're going to go on this journey together, if we're going to go on this tour, 
we have to know what, where we're going. Like, why are we even getting on the bus? Why are we even listening to this Jesus? Why are we even being allowed to be led by what he's trying to tell us? And I truly believe that we need to know the end before we even start the journey. So the first thing's first. It is imperative that you know God. Did you, like, big surprise, right? It's so important that you know God, that you know that he loves you. He has something special, a unique assignment on your life to know God. And with knowing God is some, a lot of practical things. Know God, know God. And I truly believe in order to find freedom, you have to know God. You can't find freedom without knowing God. Try it, try it. I have, I have enough people in my life. I know I'm young, I'm 26, and you're like, well, you haven't lived life, and I get that. But I've seen life. I've seen it in front of me. I've been able to talk to people. I've, I've been around people that are broken and hurt. I've, I've had to be with a mother that her son committed suicide, and we had to do the funeral, and I've, I've seen the pain of life. And it's like, no, 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 no. This, we need to, I told my, my friend this. I said, you know what you need to do? You need to find freedom. You know God. He's like, I've never denounced Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I, I, I was with someone and they were an atheist and I just feel so guilty. But Sammy, I've never said I don't believe in Jesus. And I'm like, okay, you know God. But now it's time to find freedom. It's time to find freedom. And get this, we're going to talk about each one of these. Finding freedom is like, if we're going to take it to the scriptures, Old Testament, there were these slaves in Egypt, the Hebrews, okay? Moses' people, we all know the story where he split the sea, right? And the waves parted and they ran and Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And they were in bondage, in chains, and they got out of slavery. They were in the, the wilderness. They weren't yet in the, they were in the in-between, but they didn't have shackles anymore, right? And, and so now they're, they're out in the wilderness. They don't have, they're not enslaved anymore, but they're like, we want to go back, oh, we can't stand this wilderness, it's so hot, and like, we don't have the right food. I would rather go back to being a slave. And Moses realizes something, and we understand when we look at the scriptures, you can get out of Egypt, but you can still have Egypt inside of you. So here's the thing. For, who, for those that say, I know God, that's amazing, but there's some practicality, there's some steps you need to take, and I would say the next step for you is to find freedom. I'll put it this way. I know people in this room, which I love. They're like my friends, and I like love hearing their stories, that literally grew up in the hood. Like the hood, like gunshots and, and craziness, and it's wicked, and it's scary, and it's ugly, and it's like they got lifted, they got brought out of the hood. James and I were just talking to someone at, at 24-Hour Fitness for like a couple hours, or Nelson and I, and it's like the guy was like, no, man, I lived in the hood. Like, in the hood. And then my family brought me out into Chino. What's up, Chino? And he's like, man, it's, it's like, I remember being a little kid, and he was like, none of this was here, and it was, it was not like it was where I was living. But here's the thing, and, and, and he even alluded to it. You can get out of the hood, but the hood, you need to get out of you. So you have to find freedom. And after you find freedom, I believe, you, you, you then begin to learn how to discover your purpose. The scripture says this, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. And then, here it is, sink yourself into it. Sink, sink, get deeper, get deeper. Know who you are. You know who God is. You found freedom. And now, I got to 
I got to know my purpose. And once you know your purpose, I know some people in this room that already know their purpose and they're walking so with so much confidence. They know where they're going. They have a plan. They have a future. And here's the thing. It does not matter how old you are in this room. You could be 40 up, 50 up, 60 or up, 70 up. It does not matter. Every person is on a journey. And I would say is on a journey with Jesus. And he's the tour guide. He's like, no, I know, I know where you need to go. Like, I know you know me now, but we gotta get some practical things done. You gotta find freedom. You gotta find freedom of your past. You gotta bury those things that had happened. You gotta give yourself, I have forgiven you, but you haven't forgiven yourself. That that person that really hurt you when you were younger, you gotta forgive them. That person you have a grudge over, you gotta forgive them. That person that has, has really hurt you and there's some brokenness in your soul, okay, let me mend you there's still pain there. Now let's go to the next step. And so when you, when you find your purpose, it's important. Don't be impressed with yourself, though. It says that. I love that. Don't compare yourself with others. Don't be like the person walking around with your head like, oh, I'm the ish now. I got my purpose. And there's some degree to where, like, you should feel confident about who you are. You should know that you have a purpose. If you and I were to sit one-on-one, I'm not Jesus, but I've learned and I've talked to enough people to understand and realize where your personality is, where, where your skill sets are. I love like Myers-Briggs. I love, I love Enneagram now. I'm like all into it. And it's like there's, there's certain things that God has gifted you in. And get this, you can make a difference with who you are as a unique individual. And there are too many people that want to try to be like somebody else. And that's not your skill set. And that's not your call. And that's not what God has gifted you with. Don't be impressed with yourself, though. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility. There it is. We all have a responsibility when you discover your purpose. You have a responsibility to go and to to shine what God has given you to other people for doing the creative best you can with your own life. So so here's, here's, here's what we're talking about tonight. Making a difference. And I like to say it like this. You're on, on a mission. We are all on a mission. Every person in this room has a mission by God. By God, a mission. It says this. Jesus said in the same way that you gave me, he says, God, God, the Father, like he was about to die. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was, he was ready to go on the cross. And he reminded himself, he said, Jesus, he said, Father, In the same way you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. So get this. When Jesus was a little boy, the scripture says when he was 12 years old, they went to Jerusalem. Imagine being the parents of Jesus and they lost him. Like they could not find Jesus. Where on earth is Jesus? And they're searching. They're like stressing out. Like Mary's probably remembering when the angel came and said like, this one's important. This one's the savior of the earth. And I've entrusted you to Jesus. And he, they cannot find Jesus. And then finally, they realized he was in the, the, the temple in Jerusalem. The scripture says that he was, he was talking to the Sadducees, to the Pharisees. He was talking to the religious leaders. And they were marveled by what he said. Don't you realize I'm on mission? Don't you realize I have a mission, a mandate on my life? And I'm I'm sorry, I love you, mom and dad, but I gotta do what the Father has called me to do. And then even on the cross, the last words of Jesus 
Do you know what they were? It is finished. He never took his eye off the price. He never let go of what was internal and what was mandated on his life. He never let go of the mission. He never let go of what he was called to do. And here's the thing. All of you in this room are called to do something. You have a purpose. You have a mission in your life. The scripture says this in Acts. Paul said, I don't care about my own life. The most important thing is that I complete my, there it is, mission. The work that the Lord Jesus has get, gave me to the people the, of the good news about God's grace. I don't care about my own life. The most important thing is that I complete my mission. What is your mission here today? If you were to ask yourself that, what, what is my mission? If you don't know, well, you're in church, and I'm about to tell you. <laughs> God has a plan for you. He's got a mission. He has something assigned to you, and it is once you find it, your joy, you begin to get joy. Once you find it, you wake up in the morning, you're ready to go. It doesn't matter if you're a barista. It doesn't matter if, if you're working at, at the hospital. It doesn't matter if you're working behind the desk. If you have a mission, it doesn't matter what your actual job is. You're on route to something filled with purpose. You're making a difference. Ephesians says this, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Acts says this, you will be my witnesses. And this is so important. It says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And this is such an interesting passage in the, in the, the book of Acts. Jesus, he's in this season after he dies and he gets he gets. He rises from the grave, and then the scripture says that he's appearing here and there. He's like a ghost. He's like in the room. The room is locked, and he just walks in. And then he's there, and he talks. It's like really profound, and then he just disappears. There's moments where he's on a certain road, and he's talking to people. There's moments where he walks in, and he reminds his disciples, hey, Thomas, you, you doubted me? Well, let me show you. Let me show you. And then he disappears. And he's in this certain period. Imagine the last words of Jesus. They're probably really important, right? And so like as he's elevating, <laughs> as he's going, he's like, hey, just reminder, reminder for you. Be witnesses. Don't forget this. Here's your mission. Be witnesses. And what does it say? In Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, it's those closest to you. Here's really, really practical for you. I, I know I'm being so practical today, but this is so important. What is your Jerusalem? It's those closest to you. You know you have mission. You know you have a call. If you know Jesus, the one who has saved your life, the one that has given you purpose and breath, breath in your lungs, the one that gives you peace beyond understanding, your Jerusalem are those closest to you. The scripture says this. In, um, in Mark, it says, go home to your family and friends. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And that word, witness, is tell your story. What's your story? I know people in this room who's got, who have stories. They got a lot that has happened to them. Some, it's like, man, I was, I was stable all throughout my life. I didn't walk away. I didn't waver. Sure, I messed up here and there, but I, I stayed the course. And for some, you had never known anything about Jesus until a certain age. 
Maybe you just recently came to knowing who this Jesus is. Maybe you have been raised in the church and you got really burnt out. And that's the thing I'm so passionate. You know, my mission, my Jerusalem, my first mission is to you guys. Like, I, I can't believe that I get to do this and be a pastor. Like, that terrifies me. The scripture says in Timothy that those that have leadership there's a, there's a certain type of standard that God calls us to. And I know that Jesus is watching me extra close because he's entrusted me to a church. And I'm not anyone special, but I know what my mission is. And my first priority is you guys. Here's the thing. I, I wanted Kelly to, to announce this, and I was like, oh, I'll actually say this. Like, I will have, because I love Canterbury so much, I, I want to be, like, on certain days of the week, I'm just going to, like, let's just get coffee. Like, just, what time are you, oh, 6 p.m.? Let's do it. I want to, tell me your story. And maybe we've already had those conversations, but I want you to know, like, I want to sit and talk with you. I want to hear your story. I want to know what's going on in your life. I don't care what's, what, like, you might feel ashamed. You might feel like I did something, and, and I don't want to share that with you. And it's like, no, I want to know what is it that wakes you up in the middle of the night that you're so passionate about? What is it that maybe you've discovered God and you've got a lot of questions? Maybe you know God and you want to know how to find freedom. Well, like, let's go get coffee. And side note, also, when you're discovering your purpose, you can't do it alone. When you're finding freedom, you can't do it alone. You have to know that there is a community. That's why I love church so much, seriously. Like, it's not an institution to me anymore. It Truly, it's a movement. I believe that with every fiber of my being. I believe, and I'm so passionate about those that were hurt by the church. Because here's the thing, like, take away the walls. This isn't even really like an actual church, if you think about it. <laughs> like, on the other side, this is a school. The church is not defined by a location. It's defined by its people. And so we get to be the church together. That's why we're creating coin crews, where we get to meet in certain parts of the city and talk about life and talk about your journey. And we get to call you to your next step. Well, this is your next step. And there's a bunch of little next steps in the midst of these big next steps. Maybe you're, you have an addiction. Like my friend, he's like, man, I can't stop drinking. Like, I'm addicted to alcohol. Well, let's talk about practically what that looks like. So make a difference in my world, family and friends, those closest to you, tell your story. Proverbs says this, never walk away from someone who deserves help. Your hand is God's hand for that person. You are a representation of Jesus. Never tell your neighbors to wait until tomorrow if you can help them now. Number two says, make a difference beyond my world. That, that is uh, Judea and Samaria. And into their context, there were the people that were kind of close to them, but they didn't want anything to do with them. Like, you know, when you go to school and you have your select few friends, like there's still people that are in the school with you, but you only have like a small little tribe. And Jesus is saying, I want you to be witnesses to those people that you don't really like, to those people that don't think like you, to those people that don't really talk like you, to those people that actually don't want anything to do with God, I have given you a mission to love them. I have given you a mission and a purpose to remind them 
that I created them. I have established and have done a work of art in their life. And I just want you to love them. you got a mission. I want you to go tell your story. You know, there's this person that I actually met at a coffee shop. And I could tell that there was something going. There's just, there's a downcast. Have you ever walked and talked to someone and maybe it's intuition, whatever it is. And you could, you could just tell something is off. Something's wrong. Something is incredibly painful in their life. And this person came, I mean, every time I worked, they came in. And slowly but surely, like, I'm not the guy, even when they're like, oh, I've, are you that, like, do you go to Coin Church? I'm like, yeah, you should come. Like, come to Coin Church. Come check it out. Oh, I, you know, I, I, and I'm like, how did you hear about us? Oh, just like Instagram. And I think that's so cool. Like, social media has spread the word. But I remember talking to this guy, and, and, and he's asked me what I do outside of, like, of, of working and outside of doing what I'm doing. And I just I was able to remind him, like, yeah, I get to, like, go to this church, and it's so fun, and it's so fulfilling. And he's like, man, I don't, God don't want anything to do with me. I remember he said that. And it's like, it's like a little drop for me. Like, he, like, threw a little, you know, like the fishing pole, and you, like, drop it in front of you, like a little bait. And I'm like, oh, Yes. And honestly, I believe it's a craft. I, you see, because God has given us a mission to love people. And we can do it really bad. We really can. And so, like, he just drops it right in front of me. And I'm like, no, man. God loves you. That's it. That's all I said. All right, see you later. And then the next day he comes in. And I'm, I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? He's like, ah. Oh, and then he shared a little bit deeper about his father and pain and brokenness. And then I saw him again. And then we begin to talk, and then I get his number, and now we're texting and talking. And in one evening, he gets, I get a text message saying, hey, thanks for being so nice and kind to me. I'm depressed. I'm broken, but I'm just, I probably won't see you again. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I, I just popped a bunch of pills, and I'm probably not going to be here. And I'm like, where are you? Right, like, I'm coming to you right now. You see, because you might not think like me. You might not believe in God, but I believe in you and I love you. So I'm going to come wherever you're at. And we spent like the, the rest like six hours from like 12 o'clock to like really early hours in the morning. We went to the ER and we talked about life and we prayed and we talked about the journey that we were to go on. And I just, I, I got to remind all of us in this room, there is a mission that God has given us. There's a mission, there's a mandate, there's a purpose. You might be that person I cannot reach, but you can. I might not be able to get an opportunity to tell them about just about love, just about grace, but you can. Make a difference beyond my world. Whatever a person is like, Corinthians says, I try to find common ground with him so that he will let me tell him about Christ and let Christ save him. Wherever I'm at, when I talk to people, I'm always trying to find some common ground. That's like communication 101. If you wanted to know about how to communicate with someone, people love talking about themselves. Did you know that? People love it. They just love talking. So to have conversations, actually talk to people. I, I got invited, Kelly and I got invited. There's a youth that we knew since he was in seventh grade, and now he's going off to the Marines. And so we went out to his place. His dad invited me, and he's out in Costa Mesa. <laughs> it's so funny to be around, like, high schoolers, a bunch of high schoolers, because we walked in, and they were all sitting around a bonfire like, like this on their phone. And I'm like, this is so awkward. <laughs> like, who's talking? Like, and they all know each other, but they're on their phones. It's like, how on earth can we get to know someone if we're so focused on something else when there's a human being sitting, standing, walking in front of us? Everywhere you go, at work, in line, 
We're so focused on being on our phones. We're so focused on doing other things. We forget that there are people around us that are searching for hope. And if you say you know God, you have hope. And you have a purpose. And you have a mission. And then it says this, stoop down. Galatians says, stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. Share their burdens and so complete Christ's law. And the last one is make a difference in the world. Jesus said to his followers, go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everyone. You know, it's so crazy. I love this. I love this so much. Like we got this podcast now and I'm like so stoked that people are sharing it and like putting it on their social medias. And then now I'm like meeting people and I'm like, how'd you hear about coin? It's like, oh, someone like told me to listen to the podcast. And I'm like, I'm not thinking, oh, that's amazing. Like you got to, I'm like, no, I hope you got a piece of hope because that's my mission. I hope you are reminded that God loves you because that's my mission. Every person has a mission. Every person's call is the great commission of God. Go and tell the earth. Go into the, your Jerusalem closest to you. Samaria and Judea, those that are close to you, but you just can't stand. It's hard, you, it's kind of hard to love them, but you got to. And then the ends of the, word, the earth. And, and for, like for us, you can be talking to someone that's like, in New York in like two seconds on your phone. We're gonna, we're gonna finish off. The worship team wants to come up and the scripture says this in Mark 10. Jesus replied, let me assure you that no one has, given, has ever given up anything for love of me and to tell others the good news who won't be given back a hundred times for over. What he's trying to say is, hey, there's, there's a blessing that comes with actually listening and, and, and catching the mission. So when you look at this, this, these, these four steps, know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and then make a difference. I wanted to remind you tonight that every person here can make a difference in your world. What, what, who are your closest friends in your family? Do they know God? Maybe they don't need to hear all the scriptures. Maybe they just need to be loved. Maybe they just need a friendly phone call. Hey, hey, I'm thinking of you. I'm, 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 I'm thinking. And, and here's the thing. Sometimes it's like it's the worst thing to be like, hey, I'm praying for you. Sometimes they don't want to hear anything about that. But you can say, hey, I'm, I'm thinking of you. When I say that, I'm, I'm, I'm always saying I'm praying for you. <laughs> Sometimes even people in this room, I'll text you, hey, I'm thinking about you. I just don't want to be that over-spiritual guy praying for you. No, like when I think about you, I'm praying. God, be with them. God, remind them. God, give them a, a, a dream. Give them a vision. God, help them in their situation. And you have family members and friends that might not know of this hope of Jesus. And so we get the, the beautiful opportunity to tell people about Jesus and to make a difference in this world. Psychology says, I believe it's Maslow. Sorry if I like messed that up. It's like this, this pyramid, and he's this, this really well-known psychologist, and he's not a believer. And I remember I was doing this study, and I was looking at this. Kelly was talking to me about this because she's a psychology major. And he, he discovered that every person has like a progressive growth. But the number one important thing in Maslow's hierarchy of, of thinking, something like that, it's the, the last one, the top of the pyramid, is to make a difference, to wake up with purpose. 
That's a psychologist saying, not understanding that that's what God has always created us to do. When we step into that, we feel life and life to the fullest. You see, every person wants to make a difference. Every person wants to remind someone, you're, you're doing all right. You're a lot better than you think you're doing. Hey, that pain you got, let's talk about it. Hey, you might not feel like you haven't. I'm here for you. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, I love you. I'm going to end with this. And then we're going to pray and we're going we're gonna to hang out and we'll see, we'll see you next Sunday. It says this. I wrote this down. I will never be satisfied making a dollar. Maybe some people in this room, you're like, it's not that to me. I'm like, I, I get that. I, I've tried already <laughs> to be like, oh, it's money? I got to find that. Like, that's my next step. I got to chase that. I got to chase it, and, and I've got to save. We've got to do all this stuff, so I'm just going gonna to grind it out. I'm going to work, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make it happen, and it's, it's the dollar, dollar bill, yo, right? And it's like, I got to get it. I got to find it. I got to pursue it. And it's like, at the end of the day, I'm sure there's people, I like saying gray-haired men and women in this room that say that's not what gives you purpose, you can have all the money in the, in the world. You can be under the tree that is just, just falling with money. And you got it all. But if your soul is broken, if you don't know God, if you haven't found freedom, if you haven't discovered your purpose, it's really hard to make a difference. I will never be satisfied making a dollar when my purpose is to make a difference. God wants you to make a difference in this earth. He loves you. And he's, he's waiting for you to say, I'm, I'm ready, I'm in, I'm in. So I want you to know that. Next week, we get to talk about discovering your purpose, probably one of my favorite ones. So I hope you come. I hope you bring a friend. This is a safe place where people will feel loved and welcomed, but we're not shying away from the scriptures. We're not gonna say like it's, it's all sugar-coated, like no, like hell's real. I believe it. You know that? You believe hell is real? Like it scares me that I have friends, I have family members that don't know of this Jesus. And my mission, my mandate is to remind them of the hope of Christ because I believe that hell's a real place and I don't want my friends going there. I don't want the enemy to kill, steal, and destroy their life. They could live on earth, but they could be destroyed internally. They could be broken internally. So let's make a difference in Chino. Let's make a difference in the Inland Empire. Let's make a difference in the world. All right? You with me? Right on. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for every person in this room, God. I pray, oh God, that you'd remind them to get a vision, Jesus. Get a vision, Lord. Put the vision in them, Jesus. I pray that they'd, they'd, they'd write it down. They'd, they'd sit. They'd think through it. What is it? What is my vision? What is my purpose, God? Where are you taking me? Because I want to make a difference one day. I want to make a difference now. I want to bring hope into a room full, filled with darkness. I want to be a light in the midst of darkness. And God, I just pray that over every person in this room, that your peace that surpasses all understanding would meet them where they're at right now. And if there's any person in this room that does not know you, God, I pray that they cry out to you. I pray that they'd, they'd say, I want more of you. I pray that they'd say, I, I want to know you because I want to find freedom. I want to get closer. And only you can do that, God. We love you, Jesus. We, we, we honor you. We glorify you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand up for this last song?